0: Today's date is March 26th, 2018. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb.
1: And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're
0: here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comics this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, go through the latest news, the comic book releases for your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And discuss some topics about the world of comics for your amusement. If that sounds like a good time, be sure to hit like and subscribe down below on our YouTube channel, and rate well elsewhere. It really does help us out. You can always find us on YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, and be sure to check our website, htbvids.com, where you can find links to all of these things as well as plenty of written content and lists. Uh, We recently launched our Patreon. It's still in the working stages, but we have two tiers currently. Um, feel free to go look at that at patreon.com forward slash hit the books. No obligation. We're still happy to have you if you either can't contribute or don't wish to contribute. Uh, but I'll just put that out there for your consideration. It would really go a long way to helping us uh, maintain the show and improve it. Oh, yeah. So, Emery, what have you been reading? Uh, Well, this
1: week's poll was uh, a bit light. Uh, I actually... Just got uh, two myself and uh, one that you managed to get. Doctor Strange, Damnation, number three.
0: This book is so good.
1: Oh, it's still good. It, this book is honestly better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. This is this is honestly the kind of book that could go wrong any number of ways, <laughs> and I hope. To God that it doesn't, because my God, this is so fucking awesome.
0: It is really good. Um, There's one kind of thing that's getting on my nerves a little bit, but it's understandable since it is kind of an event. It's that there's a bunch of (laughs) tie-ins. There's an Iron Fist tie-in, there's a Ghost Rider tie-in, and um, there's a Doctor Strange tie-in that's separate from this Doctor Strange title. Um yeah. There's just a lot to keep track of if you're trying to follow the story and there's, you know, every issue of this, you can still follow the story, but there's like bits and pieces missing. Right. For context. So that's a little frustrating, but I mean, that's every big event, you know, it's hard to avoid that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is one way to try to like induce sales, which honestly, like the best stories that I've read are the ones that don't have tie-ins. I don't know why they haven't learned this yet.
0: Batman White Knight?
1: Batman White Knight! Mr. Miracle? Mr. Miracle! Maestros. Oh my god, Maestros.
0: (laughs) Not that Maestros would have tie-ins, but Uh, I just wanted wanted to advertise Maestros because I love it. (laughs) Shameless. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, this is the the kind of title that, while it does have a lot of tie-ins, the book itself... Still pretty solid. It doesn't yeah. feel like there are like gaping holes in the plot.
0: Yeah. Not uh, just solid, but great.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Really fun. Really uh, entertaining. Oh, really awesome. Yeah. And giving Blade his due. Yes. The most important. Yes.
1: Finally, we have Blade back. <laughs> yeah. And not that off brand Huxtable wannabe. Or soccer star. <laughs> apparently. God, it just, it hurts. To realize that it's just now that we're getting Blade back. But I'm glad he's back. Me too. Oh my god.
0: Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Blade.
1: Blade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Moving on to the next title. Well, that brings us to our latest segment. Did the content match the drapes? (gasps) For those of you unfamiliar, this is our weekly Uh, comic book segment where we tell you whether the cover and variant cover of a previous week had content as good on the inside as the outside. Yeah. It's uh, the greatest hope that you have when you see an awesome cover. And so our next two comics will address that Yeah, quite well.
1: Uh, Starting with Witchblade, number four.
0: Now, Witchblade... Happens to be done by Caitlin Kittredge and Roberta Ingranata, who, shout out to her, she gave us a great boost, and uh, I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, But she also did this awesome cover, which in person actually looks even cooler than it did on the preview site. Yes. So before we (laughs) even get into the content and whether it matched the drapes, I just want to remind everybody that the drapes were awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The drapes... Like,
1: this was much like actually finding out that uh, your new favorite band is even better live than they are in the CD. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it bit like, like that. It's like, oh, my God. Some
0: of the books, we go and we pick them up and we're like, ooh, it oh. doesn't look quite as good as it did on the preview. This one is the opposite. It, uh, it looks great Yeah, uh, in the physical form. So oh, my God. I highly recommend you buy this in the physical form if you enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> the cover of the week. Yeah, so, did the content match the drapes, Emery? Uh, I would say that it came
1: really close. Uh, I think the this would be one of the issues in which we see uh, a bit of an issue narrative-wise. And by that, I mean that uh, while the story it stel- itself is still progressing along, it feels like there are some places where either the transition either didn't make sense or it didn't feel like there was enough of a transition so as to make me feel like we're naturally progressing from one panel to the next.
0: Yeah. My issues came up with, Again, this book is really good overall. Yeah. (laughs) Up to this point, it has been really, really great, really solid, really exciting, and taking a comic that used to be kind of an exploitative kind of boob comic (laughs) yeah, in the form of the old Witchblade um, to being a very kind of ethereal, um, very kind of down-to-earth grounded. A little bit grittier, a little bit more respectable. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Narrative. Not to say that the old Witchblade didn't have respectable stories, but it was very awkward to purchase (laughs) an issue, (laughs) if that tells you anything. Uh, Yes. Um,
1: With very clearly accentuated boobs on the past Witchblade. Yeah. This one is as you said, respectable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's really really good up to this point, but I've noticed over the past two issues including this one, it's been coming across these same kind of issues and how it tells the story and where I feel like we're missing a little bit of context for a little too long. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's all these like mystery threads, but none of them are getting explained or addressed, even though there's characters there that could address them or explain them. Right. And I mean, if, if you're a person that's read the former Witchblade stuff, you probably have an idea of what the things are. And there is a little bit of explanation in each issue. I don't want to paint it like it's not. But the way it's told is very confusing and in a very strange order. And there's a few panels in there, which you pointed out to me, where they're talking about the snow and then just nothing (laughs) comes of it. Um, And just
1: like immediate switch to something completely
0: different. Yeah. And it feels like something that probably should have been cut out entirely. Right. Just because it just threw... The progression of the storytelling off and like sent you off in a direction that <laughs> that had no end yeah just a dead end road there yeah
1: uh, i would actually go as far as to say that um uh, there was quite a bit in this book that happened that if we were going to stick to it we needed more going in
0: yeah i feel i feel like there just needs to be a little bit more groundwork before they keep progressing this because right now it feels like there's no reason for what she's doing she's just the main character is just going to these places because she feels like it and then getting attacked ish right and then things are just magically solved and then there's no real explanation that's that's where my concerns are coming in because the first two issues were really, really great and really, really put a lot of depth into this character and a lot of explanation. And now it feels like there's a bunch of just loose threads everywhere and nothing is really getting tied together. Right. I'm I'm hoping, you know, it kind of comes together as it progresses. But in an issue-to-issue format where you're only getting so many pages per month, it's it's starting to kind of flow a little too far away from where it started. Right. And...
1: Uh, One of the things that I could kind of sense here is that there was uh, a bit of a, there's something that I can sense in a person's writing when I'm reading it, where it seems like this writer is very excited to get to this one really cool thing that they want to do.
0: Yeah, it does feel like that. I I think you nailed it on the head there.
1: Yeah, there's this one really cool thing that they want to do, but narratively they're kind of jumping to get there as opposed to being comfortable with taking your time to naturally progress to that point
0: yeah so we'll see how it, it progresses again we both love the book yes. up to this point i don't want to discourage it too much or make it sound like we hated it we oh, I, it, I still enjoyed it plenty oh yeah i just feel like there's some things that are kind com, coming a little loose and getting a little right you know it, punchy
1: it's, it's like i'm i'm both wanting more of it and wanting a little less of it at the <laughs> same time. It's really weird. Yeah. But uh, I, I'd say it's, like, just...
0: I would still yeah. give it a thumbs up. It, I would say... I,
1: I would still recommend this While book. the
0: drapes are way up here, and it's the story is still, like, hovering... It, 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 the, the, the story is still... It, it, I would still say it matched the drapes. So, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. The, the story is still setting a high bar, and I understand no writing is ever perfect, but, you know... Uh, Shoot for the fucking stars. Yeah. That's what we want.
0: And then our next comic, which Ooh, is- Ooh, the very our, psychedelic. Our, our variant of the week from last week um, with the worst, <laughs> worst promo <laughs> description ever. <laughs> Whoever wrote it needs an editor themselves or- it, <laughs> they, y- Yeah. They, some is. of those sentences didn't make any sense and there is a lot of <laughs> syntax issues. <laughs> <laughs> but- um. This one, I think I was very, very pleasantly surprised with. Uh, likewise. And, um, this book, being Cave Carson, <laughs> has an interstellar eye. Uh, the variant was by Christian Ward. It's written by Jonathan Rivera and illustrated by Michael Avon Oeming. Hope, or Oeming. O-E-M-I-N-G. I apologize yep. if I pronounced it wrong.
1: Probably either Oeming or Eming.
0: But... Um, Did the content match the drapes? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think it's a clear yes. And it (laughs) completely caught me out of left field after reading that terrible (laughs) promo and seeing the kind of less than, you know, great initial issue art. Not the variant was great, but the the regular art for the regular issue is kind of uninspiring.
1: Right. But that Uh, variant, though. Yeah. Oh my God. It's real
0: good. And then you get into (laughs) the issue. And the story revolves around the character Cave Carson, which I guess was kind of part of like a classic team up book where they just kind of had space adventures or something. Back but in the day, I'm assuming. He's been reframed <laughs> as a podcaster <laughs> who is telling the stories and answering like fan questions about all the things he's done and all the people he's met and their experiences. Yeah. And this first issue goes over. Um, <laughs> Him visiting what is basically an intergalactic prince <laughs> or as you might know him as Prince. <laughs> the um, intergalactic
1: artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Ow! laughs>
0: but um his name's uh, Star Adam, right? Yes uh and basically it's just a funny telling of how he met star adam and a a situation star adam is dealing with won't spoil it um and he's he's meeting these challenges with his uh former group as well as his current group with his daughter and stuff yeah it's just it was really really good and there's a (laughs) If you want like just a fun humor book. Oh yeah. This is a great great choice and I <laughs> I didn't expect it at all. Maybe maybe that's making it even better cuz I didn't expect it whatsoever. My expectations were extremely low. <laughs> but Cave Carson has an interstellar eye. Th- it was a great first issue. Th- this book put the comic
1: back in comic book. <laughs> oh my god, was I so I was Thoroughly amused yeah, by it was this. really good. This
0: like, oh. and the artwork was great too. The way they framed it, like there's a scene where they have an hallucinogenic moment, <laughs> 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 uh, as you would expect from a prince type character. Uh, d- uh, yes, uh, things
1: get uh, things get very groovy but yeah. out here amongst the stars. I mean, with Star Adam,
0: I was so absorbed to in, into it that when I was reading the parts where he's actually singing, I was singing it to you <laughs> and how I would imagine <laughs> Prince would sing it. Uh, and then, like, I was reading all the dialogue and like the overly dramatic, like Chappelle show version of Prince's voice. <laughs> Blouses, but yeah,
1: yeah. I oh god, I want this to be a real thing.
0: If you want to read a great story and a hilarious story about a father daughter trip. <laughs> uh, Uh, An experience with a naked intergalactic prince.
1: (laughs) Who's weirdly a giant, which would be actually kind of a switch for prince.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pick up this book. Yes, yes, Specifically the variant. I had to purchase it on Comixology because I couldn't find the variant. Hopefully I find it eventually, but the variant looks great. So if you're going to pick up this book, I highly recommend you get the variant by Christian Ward there. Oh, yeah. So we have one other thing I want to add to the content match to drapes. Um, this is not our typical thing. It didn't win a cover of the week or anything, but uh, a creator uh, reached out to us and asked if we would be interested in reviewing his title. Uh, his name is BJ Mendelssohn, He's written some books about like social media and um, they're not, <laughs> the first <laughs> title isn't so family friendly, so I'll avoid it for now. But oh, yeah. Um, he, he, he's a well-established author, and he's done some good stuff in the past. And he asked if we would be interested in looking over his book, uh, Vengeance, Nevada, number one. And this book, to give the proper credits, uh, the cover art is by Isidore uh, Kaliav- Kaliavras. Co- K- I'll put it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're listening to Stitcher or iTunes, it's spelled K-O-L-I-A-V-R-A-S. Uh, I want to say
1: uh, Kaliavras. Or at least that isadorecoles all right is uh, my ho- attempt
0: I hope that's close <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, hopefully <laughs> and the uh, art and lettering is by Peter chaplarsky so uh, what do you think of this book Emery? first of all the cover was cool
1: the cover was really cool um, um, it was very like elemental in its simplicity
0: I was getting kind of like some like galactic James Bond vibes just from the cover before I had any context for the book.
1: Oh, yeah. This was something that I could easily see going down that road just from the cover. Uh, the inside was... <sighs> there was a lot that I liked about this book, uh, specifically the art design, the original characters that... Uh, B.J. Mendelssohn was coming up with and it looks like it's a book that sets up a lot of things I have one criticism about this book and I think that that criticism is going to be that it feels like there is too much going on in this first issue without really giving any of the things that deserve their own issue mm-hmm. the the
0: needed space. Yeah, I, I would agree to an extent. Um, I think... It w- the problem was exacerbated by the fact that it starts off in black and white and then it kind of fluctuates throughout the book, which I, th- I think was done purposely for a very specific effect. But yeah. I think when the, 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 the pages were so dense, which is usually a good thing, but the pages were so dense that it was really jarring and really hard to keep track of who was who and what was going on. Like there's some action scenes in the middle of the book and I was just struggling to figure out who was who because in black and white they didn't look all that different um, yeah uh, not to say that the art was bad in any way the art was great but um there was there was some jarring issues in the interior of the book that was it was it was just really hard to follow and then at the end of the book i feel like there was a bunch of extra threads that were added and yeah. just, n- just kind of left to hang and um you know i was having a like trouble tracking like all right was the husband this thing or was he that thing or was he pretending to be that thing is that what they were trying to suggest i'm uh, yeah there's
1: i know what the issue is here the issue is that this issue one should have been issue four this should have been i think more than halfway through the story that we got to this point i think
0: yeah, Th- or this mayb- is even like an issue two. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like there had to be a little bit more foundational stuff built right for the reader. Now maybe I don't know if this is. I'm unfamiliar with the title, uh, so I don't know if the the is building off of a, a world that already exists. Because I know he's written plenty of other things and he's he's written other comics. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't really have any context for that stuff. So it it felt right. very jarring. And then you had the scattered kind of you know. Black and white color artwork that was also making things a little more confusing and just busy. Yeah, it was very busy, is what I would say. Um, but I did enjoy the portions that I got, and I felt like I was getting like three different titles in the same book.
1: Yeah, that's that is what this felt like. Yeah, more than anything, this felt like three issues crammed into one, which yeah. again kind of goes back to the same criticism that I had for Witchblade. Witchblade, great book. Although it seemed like they were like kind of chomping at the bit to do the one thing that they were excited to do. Uh, this first issue kind of seems like it's doing the same thing. There's a lot that it just wants to jump straight into. Yeah. And... I want to jump straight into it too. It looks very dynamic and and, and intriguing. And it's like the, the art design for a lot of these characters Mm -hmm. has just left me wondering like, Ooh, where did they come from? And like, what, like what, what's the the deal behind this group of people? And what are all these connections? It's like, I want to know more, Mm -hmm. but that more unfortunately isn't in this book yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, my problem comes when i try to describe what it's about right because again it felt like there was three or four different stories in this book that were in separate contexts and times and it was it it was just very jarring so i can't tell you it, it is it about this ancient you know evil being that's giving this woman some corrupted weapon uh is it about this group of kind of misfit heroes including a detective ape <laughs> uh <laughs> is it uh you know this kind it, of uh dealing it, with like dystopian character yeah. creature things is it this dystopian afterworld thing is this some kind of you know superhero team sabotage book um it's, yeah this... there were all of these things were happening in this title and separate you know, instances and places. So it's very, it's very tough to decide what it is. Um, Points for uh, (laughs) at uh, at least addressing the language Pashto, you know, my time in the army, I had to learn Pashto. So if you ever need some extra writing and translation, just reach out to me. Um, (laughs) uh, Yes. Uh, But I noticed that you, you, you put Hebrew characters in the actual book, but you didn't put any Pashto characters in the book but you used a, a, a phrase about a group that I'm not sure really existed. S- so it couldn't be like an ancient, like yeah. Pashto quote. I was, I was, that was the one thing I was a little like, okay, wh- where is that coming from? Yeah. But uh, like, again, I have
1: so many questions. Yeah. That, but
0: like, that's the kind of thing that
1: makes me want to get issue two just to see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely pick up issue two. Um, but it, just to see if it develops more, because right now it just seemed like a scattershot of so many different things that were, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think kind of like the Witchblade thing where it was trying to jump to what it wanted to do, you know, right. without giving the reader enough context and enough explanation. Um, right. But overall, I'd yeah. say it was, it was pretty decent. It was fun. Um, I wish that the, the, for this particular book, the, all the art was colored. Because there's so much action and stuff going on, it'd be easier to keep track of what's going on. Right. Um, but uh, other than that, I really didn't have any huge complaints or anything. And for an independent creator, I think that was a great start. Oh um, yeah, definitely. This, this is independently created, as far as I can tell, and there's no publishers currently. He's he, uh, when speaking to me, he told me he was he would try to find a publisher for it for a physical copy, um, or physical volume, if he sold enough digitally. So, there's that. Right now you can find it on Comicsology for 2.99. Um again, we we didn't get paid for this or anything else. He he was just kind enough to reach out to us and ask if we were interested in reading it and talking about it. And I I think it was good enough to warrant a discussion. So, Oh yeah, um, definitely. I give it a thumbs up, um uh, but there are some just kind of contextual things you need to Right, recognized before you hop into it. It's a, it's a little busy. and There's a little bit too. There's too many threads trying to develop at the same time. I think.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. This is the the kind of book that. Uh, it, there's a lot of potential here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of potential here, and it is because of that potential that I am going to be picking up issue
0: two. So again, it's on Comixology, two ninety nine uh let's see here make sure i get this right vengeance nevada number one um so look out for that if you so choose and you want to support some independent creators and thanks again to bj mendelson for reaching out to us so it was really kind of you um and if anybody else would like to reach out to us for any kind of review or discussion or even questions that we could use for topics on the show fans, (laughs) (laughs) fans, <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, go to our uh, website, com and click on our context, or excuse me, you can click on our contact us link up in the menu there, and there's some information there on how to contact us. Or you can also reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. These things are also fine. Right. Um, our email is probably the most official thing. You can reach out to us on hitthebooksvids, V-I-D-S, at gmail.com. Uh, for any kind of user questions or any kind of uh, inquiries or anything that you don't want to be public, uh, or right. on a su- social media <laughs> site, so right. Um, just putting that all out there.
1: If you're fine with being public, you can also just post it in the comment section.
0: <laughs> yep, that also works. We see all that. You know, it's not going to get lost. Oh <laughs> I yeah, I guarantee you. <laughs> you Got it. Or tweet at us at HTB bids <laughs> or on Facebook forward slash hit the books. So.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Let's get into the news. Ooh. What saucy deets do we have?
0: Well, the biggest thing, Deadpool 2 released the new trailer uh, featuring (laughs) 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 X-Force. The movie premieres May 18th, 2018, as a reminder. It got moved a little bit in response to uh, some other movies like Avengers. So. Yeah. What'd you think?
1: (laughs) Uh. The thing with this movie is that there really is no in-between with this movie. <laughs> Either it is going to be another cinematic masterpiece, just like the first one, or this is going to be a full-on mess. Well, With that said, I fully expect this movie to be just about every bit as good as the first one.
0: Based on the second trailer, the other trailers, I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. This one convinced me. This one sold me. This one, I was like, I already love this movie. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet, but I already love it. <laughs> it yes. And we got confirmation oh. that, yes, that was Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> that was
1: definitely Terry Crews. Bringing
0: his jackedness.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it, more,
0: please. <laughs> But yeah, we get like shots of the X Force members. We get more of uh, Domino, which is cool because we didn't really get much of Domino in the past. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit more context for the story where Cable is trying to kill this little chubby kid for some reason. And Deadpool's <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> but comedically.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm from the future. Only not so much. He's more like, eh, I got to kill that kid. God, why did I go Batman with that one? Is it just like I don't because you want person?
0: Josh Brolin to be Batman? Uh, uh, maybe Thomas Wayne, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll take In anyone the next universe that isn't uh, the current one. I,
1: I will literally take anyone at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I love the trailer. I don't I don't think there's really any big like major reveals.
1: Uh, no. Get a few more X-Men. Yeah, it it seems like a bit more of a power showcase as well as a a bit more of a joke showcase. Yeah. Although I am hoping and praying that they did not fucking spoil the best jokes. I really (laughs) hope that they didn't make that mistake.
0: Now, see, that's fair, but I feel like the first movie succeeded in making a really funny trailer without ruining every joke that was in the movie. And that's true. I'm hoping that's also the case here. Yeah, so. that
1: that's my greatest hope is that they remembered to maintain the whole we're, we're going to tell you some of the good stuff but we're keeping the best stuff yeah. in the movie.
0: So I'm looking forward to it again May 18th, 2018. Like the trailer, probably going to see it. Oh yeah. DC has partnered with publisher Somos Arte to release an anthology collection called Wait for it Reconstruction. No!
1: <laughs> That's <a> terrible
0: pun. <laughs>
1: no! It will feature
0: comic book greats including Gail Simone, Yannick Paquette, who has won cover of the week in the past, uh, Dennis C- uh, Cohen, and John Woodward. It will hit store shelves on May 23rd. And 100% of the profits will be going towards disaster relief and aid for Puerto Rico uh, after the terrible tragedy of Hurricane Maria. Uh, it it kind of got wa- washed away. No pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. First reconstruction and then washed away. It just It just came out. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it kind of got lost in the news cycle and everything because of what happened to Austin. Uh, um, to be fair, a lot of things have been getting lost in the
1: news cycle because- <laughs> That's the, also fair. The, the, the news cycle, I feel like I'm just numb at this point, except for the thing that happened to the school of, like, for, for that, I, mm, I wish I could have marched. Yeah.
0: So- it basically for those who don't remember there's just a bunch of hurricanes back to back to back that they're, hit There were like three or four yeah that hit the coast that hit florida that hit austin and that hit puerto rico primarily yeah. um and those those hurricanes all did a ton of damage especially the one in puerto rico and in austin and southeast texas um <clears throat> Caused a ton of flooding, ton of damage, displaced a ton of people. I know parts of Puerto Rico still don't have power, and there have been tons of initiatives trying to help them out. And, you know, Austin's still in the process of a proper recovery. Um, so, heart goes out to you. Uh, hopefully, this gets a little bit more recognition. And if you want to help support their cause, uh, go ahead and pick this book up when it comes out. Again, it's <laughs> terrible name, I know. Reconstruction. R I C A N um but it comes out on May 23rd and 100% of the profits will go towards disaster relief and aid down there. So Yeah, th- this is the kind of thing that I will buy but also
1: message the people at DC that this was not the name you should
0: have chose for this. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Uh next up. We've gotten to see the new Shazam movie logo. Woo.
2: And receive Ooh. some
0: details. The movie will be, quote, a family-friendly romp. We've also seen some set photos. It's set to release on April 5th, 2019. Okay, first of all, this movie needs to not happen. (laughs) As long as it is in the current DC universe, it just needs to not happen. (laughs) Second thing. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) If you've seen these set photos, and if you're watching our YouTube channel, I'll be sure to put those front and center for you. Uh, Emery and I will take a look on the computer here. Yeah. I am about 99% certain he's in a muscle suit. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> I mean, his, his, I, his I, arms are the size of tractor tires. This uh, is the same guy who played
1: uh, Fandral, one of the Warriors 3 in the later two thor movies he was a pretty thin dude from what i remember
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know if they're planning on adding some cg to that that lightning bolt but it looks awful (laughs) it looks like a plastic play school slide just sitting in the middle of his chest i I mean from far away you can't even tell it's a lightning bolt just looks like a yellow blob yellow triangle it, it literally looks like a jagged yellow
1: triangle yeah. on his chest so yeah which is a damn shame
0: uh, i love shazam i'm a huge dc fanboy but i want this universe to die okay <laughs> and dc just won't let it fucking die let it die stop making these terrible movies With these terrible ideas. If they made it officially a part of a different universe. Look at these fan renderings. These fan renderings look so much better. (laughs) They they look so much better. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Look forward to that. Uh, Family-friendly romp. I'm like, okay. It's Shazam, I guess, if you go with the pure, innocent little Billy Batson then it works but uh, it like i you think have Billy batsons you literally have yeah. to
1: in order for Shazam to work
0: yeah i don't know <laughs> it like it's like i kind of like the new 52 version where he's kind of a like shithead that had issues cuz you know he was a foster kid it, you know it, yes and so he would lash out and stuff and you know the that, the wizard had to straighten him out a few times and help guide him and you know
1: while that makes perfect sense trying to ground that character in reality. <laughs> this movie is definitely going to go with, uh, yeah, he might have been a foster kid or a kid who got himself emancipated really early, but uh, he's still nothing but sh- sunshine and rainbows, no matter how much the world wants to shit on him.
0: You know what we really need? To start the world over? Kazam. No! No! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have nothing against Irish actors. <laughs>
0: the great O'Neill clan. No. Oh. <laughs> Shaquille
1: O'Neill needs to never come back. <laughs> just stay being the type of guy who just talks about basketball. Just do that for the rest of your career. And
0: falls on live TV. Oh, my God. God. When he falls, he falls. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody falls like So far. Next up. (laughs) 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 President of DC Entertainment, Diane Nelson, will be taking an indefinite leave of absence that's open-ended from Warner Brothers. The departure is due to a need to address quote, undisclosed family issues and further recover from a recent back surgery. The chief digital officer, Thomas Gawiecki, will... Be standing in for the position for the time being. Now, I think it's just all the coke they're snorting <laughs> <laughs> over at WB. Did they fall from snorting coke? <laughs> they just need to stop. <laughs> stop with the DCU, please.
2: <sighs>
0: stop with the separate Joker stories <laughs> at the same time. Oh. <sighs> I don't yeah, know if she has anything to do with any of it, but I'm going to assume she does. <laughs> um, but we'll see what happens. Just something to note. I I have no way to know if she's been good or bad, but based on the DCU, I'm going to assume bad. Justice League movie barely broke even.
1: <laughs> fuck it, we're doing the Shazam movie. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Ride the lightning. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God. Just thought it was worth mentioning. <laughs> Next up, uh, Cloak and Dagger has received its first trailer. It will premiere on Freeform and Hulu. I don't know if Freeform is Hulu. I don't understand what Freeform is, but it'll it, be on it, Hulu it, also.
1: It, freeform is another channel subsidiary
0: i think of the abc okay it'll premiere on june 7th so we watched the trailer right before getting on do the podcast what did you think um this is the kind of show
1: that i think very much benefits from the type of audience that it's going after <laughs> which is the uh the Angst-y tween teen the, the yeah. tween teen <clears throat> audience
0: yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely going for a very specific demographic. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's like the CW variant of a Marvel show. I think it might be. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like. It feels <laughs> like something that should be on CW. Yeah, but that might be a good thing. Yeah, you know, I, I like think, Flash.
1: Uh, from what I could tell, it looked like the effects were possibly the simplest that they could go with. I mean, it looked fine. Yeah, it didn't look
0: that bad for a TV show.
1: Right, and that's. That's clearly what this is. This is, like, made for television. My only hope is that it is magically better than the Inhumans.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. I don't know. I I think it'll be fine. I'm not, like, super excited about it or feel any particular way about it. But
1: I'm going to watch it just because it's Marvel and... They tend to make okay stuff when it comes to regular television. Yeah. I Uh, think this
0: is their first dive into Hulu and that sort of thing, though. So
1: Actually, it's not. Really? No. uh, There was actually a show that might actually be a little bit similar. That was a Hulu exclusive called The Runaways.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. didn't watch it that's probably why i forgot about it but
1: yeah uh, if you have netflix but don't have hulu i can understand why you haven't seen it yet (laughs) with that being said get a cheap hulu plus account and watch this show yeah
0: it was it was a lot of fun to watch next up power rangers has received the most elaborate comic promotional video ever oh (laughs) My God! Starring none other than Tommy or Jason Frank for you, uh, from the original from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show. Uh, the book will be called Power Rangers Shattered Grid and written by Kyle Higgins, who's been writing the Mighty Morphin book, um, and I know from his work on Nightwing. Uh, and it will premiere this Wednesday on March twenty eighth. So I feel like three things need to be said. First. Marvel needs to go to whoever made that video for their (laughs) promotional videos, because that new launch promotion was just awful. (laughs) It was the worst comic book promotion I'd ever seen, Uh, and this one might be among the best. Uh,
1: Yes. For a Power Rangers comic book.
0: (laughs) Not a line. A single book. Oh my god. It was awesome. Uh,
1: Yes. Yes. I I really
0: wonder how much Jason Frank got paid for that. Uh, I wonder if there'll be more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I want to say both too much and not enough. <laughs> this, this is the kind of thing where it's like, it's really hard to gauge the worth of this. And I think that's just going to come through with the uh, the sales on this book. I was not picking up Power Rangers comics. I am about to now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the second thing that needs to be said the new outfits look like Halo outfits. It's like if you took the classic Power Rangers outfits and put them, it like, <laughs> over Haloized like a, them—a Halo metal aesthetic made out of plastic. Yeah, Power Rangers. Um, I feel like that's what this equals. It, it, he's even—he's even got like ghosts and shit, <laughs> like the the big spaceships and stuff.
1: More, please. <laughs> that, that is my answer to that statement.
0: And my third thing, are we going to get a Tommy versus Tommy versus Tommy issue of the comic? Uh, can we add one more Tommy? Well, yeah, Black Ranger Tommy. <laughs> so we got Green Ranger Tommy, White Ranger Tommy, Black Ranger Tommy, and now this evil White Ranger Tommy.
1: Known as Halo Tommy. Lord Dracon, according to this story so far. Um
0: his name's Tommy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs>
0: uh and one last thought before we go on to the next topic. Unless you had something to add.
1: Uh I'm picking it up. You should pick it up too, oh my god. Maybe. This needs to be this needs to be the way that Do you comic know the book way? lines yes. are advertised. Show them the way. <laughs> It, it, you, you you stop it. It's morphin' time! <laughs> That's more like it. It, it, it. Stop it! <laughs> Ebola! It, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> and our final news item. Uh, some new delays and cancellations are in store for you. Sorry to tell you. But uh, only one from D.C. this time. Uh, Thanos number 18 is officially going to be the final issue of the series it will premiere on April 11th conveniently right before Infinity War Uh, the finales for Mighty Thor and Venom have been delayed one week Mighty Thor number 706 and Venom number 165 are set to premiere on April 25th Batgirl and the Birds of Prey which is just it's rough uh, has been cancelled and the last issue will premiere in May. And Archie's number six has been delayed two weeks and will premiere on April 11th. So, if you're looking forward to those books, you might have to wait a little bit longer. Sorry to let you know. But, at least now you know. Wow. I mm. this is, If you they didn't know, why now you know. They
1: wonder why these things keep getting canceled.
0: Delays. Delays kill a book. And DC, Ugh. these are pretty minor. These are like one, two-week delays. But DC, in recent episodes, if you've watched or listened, they've had some really horrendous delays. Like two-month delays. And Immortal like, yeah. Man was supposed to premiere back in November, December. It's still not out. It won't be out <laughs> until the end of April. Ugh. How... How do they expect that book to sell? I don't understand how any of this is sustainable. (laughs) Like, unless they do
1: some Power Rangers shattered grid type shit where they have a video that promotes the book, which you might need it at this point. Um, (laughs) I don't see how anyone's going to remember that this book is coming out without them... Advertising it at yeah. the end of every DC book we put out in the next few weeks. I mean,
0: we always encourage our listeners and viewers, support your local comic book shops, support the physical media, and if you can't, support it on Comixology or whatever app service you subscribe to. But there's something to be said about the terrible business practices of comic companies and how they run their business. No other business lives paycheck to paycheck like this and sustains itself for so long and you know people are always complaining oh nobody wants to buy the comics anymore the comic sales are falling away cuz people only want the movie and it's not the only reason the, <laughs> there's significant issues with the business model where they're not completing the story ahead of time they're doing it month by month you know the month before it's supposed to come out they're trying to scramble and get it done uh, the writers aren't completing their stories and, in fact, are changing their stories, as we talked about uh, two episodes ago, Yeah, uh, where they we had several creators and editors directly speaking to that fact that they react to Twitter comments and criticism and change their story, and it becomes a watered-down, nothing, throwaway title. Right. Uh, that probably adds significant delays, too. You know, where you have to rewrite what you already wrote. You know, right? This is it's just a terrible business model. It is. We need to contract these things out. Have at least half of it completed (laughs) before you begin release. Yes, Yes. at least half, if not the whole thing. For the love of God, this is like commission your artists and your writers and let them build their final product and then just cut it into pieces and release it monthly like you would any other comic.
1: Yeah, yeah the, it's just, the
0: old way of doing comics is what's killing comics. Yeah. And, and like it's, I saw it's it so hard on distributors and publishers and um comic, comic shops. shops. It's just impossible to keep up with and they have to constantly apologize to their their you know their their customers who have pools with them and come in expecting to get their pull book and have to tell them oh sorry I got delayed 2 months because the writer A didn't feel like completing the story in time or artist b got put on six different you know projects you know and wasn't able to do that particular project this month you know i'm not sure whether or not this is related but
1: i saw a tweet from someone that i follow on twitter and yes before you respond yes i know that this is how you get a tweet by following someone on twitter i saw a tweet of a picture of of a comic book shop that had closed down. And my very first thought was that this was probably caused by a number of people no longer coming in because they were sick and
0: tired of having the books that they were following canceled or delayed. Yep, and we talk about this all the time. We harp on it all the time. Delays kill books, specifically long delays, like a month or more. I mean, you're already waiting a month to get another 20 something pages 30 something pages maybe yeah of content and that that's not a lot of content to stick in your memory and maintain the story and people don't want to go back and reread a bunch of back issues or try to find these back issues just to catch up another thing is numbering we have this ridiculous numbering where we have books in the thousands you know new comic readers and people that want to hop in aren't able to hop into a storyline because they have no idea where they'll be and what they need for the context um terrible numbering system i think that could be easily fixed uh to satisfy both you know old fans and new fans alike um just inconvenience with tie-ins that we were talking about with dr strange damnation where we have no idea where the tie-ins fit in the timeline um there's just so many different things that need to be fixed about this business model um and i i feel like they're so simple you know the fixes are so easy and so straightforward i just I don't I don't understand how it's gone on this long and not changed. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're from what it
1: looks like in how rigidly they've stuck to this model, it seems as though there might be a fear of changing in a way that requires a level of commitment. Yeah. Because that that is exactly what contracting these artists and writers out is. That is yeah. committing to their story.
0: And it's got to be so stressful for these creators to just have to constantly scramble with these deadlines that are <laughs> weeks, you know. You have yeah, 4 weeks to complete this book. <laughs> and you have you as the artist have to wait on the writer to finish before you can start, and you as the the inker and the colorist have to wait for the artist and the writer to start your process and it's just I I don't understand how it sustains for this long. Yeah, it just just feels like All the creators are being run ragged and not really getting their due and not getting to tell the stories they mean to tell. And it just, it sucks. It's a bad business practice. And, you know, customers are upset as they should be. And, you know, distributors and comic stores are upset as they should be. Yeah. It's just. A, a Ever, really, everyone's
1: really, losing out on this deal
0: yeah, I really wish they would change the model and that my friends is the news so
1: without further ado
0: Bob
1: what comic books are we getting into this week
0: well Emery I thought you'd never ask thanks Bob <laughs> first up from DC Comics we have Batgirl number 21 we have Batman Beyond number 18. We have Dark Knights Metal Ooh. Number six. Dark Knights. Uh we have Detective Comics, number nine seventy seven. Ooh. We have apparently Doomsday Clock number four, but I feel like that that might be wrong based on delays, because I know there's a bunch of delays. Yeah. Uh, it it would be so take that with a grain of salt. We'll see if it's actually on store shelves. Yeah. Uh, we have Gotham City Garage, number 12. We have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 41. We have Hellblazer, number 20. Hashtag Save Constantine.
1: Hashtag Save Constantine.
0: We have Justice League of America, number 27. We have Looney Tunes, number 242. We have Mara, Queen of Atlantis, number 2. Ooh. we have mother panic gotham ad number one the kind of cool cover there uh we have mystic you which is a pretty good book number three f- thick book kind of expensive book but a fun book oh yeah definitely worth picking up based on the first two issues uh next up we have raven daughter of darkness number three we have scooby-doo team up number 36 we have another good book silencer number three we'll see if the formula stays the same though uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We have Suicide Squad, number 38. We have Teen Titans, number 18. We have The Demon, Hell is Earth, number 5. Ooh. We have The Flash, number 43. We have The Rough and Ready Show, number 6. We have The Terrifics, <laughs> <laughs> number 2. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the fun book that is... A unabashed Fantastic Four ripoff <laughs> using old DC characters.
1: Complete with uh, Totally Not Galactus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good book, blatant ripoff. Yep. Uh, Trinity, number 20, is next. Then we have Wonder Woman, number 43, and that wraps up DC. From Marvel Comics, we have Avengers, number 686. We have Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, number 16. We have Black Panther, number 171. We have Champions, number 18. We have Damnation, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, number one. Ooh, get hyped. Guessing. It's a Doctor Strange, Damnation tie-in. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have Daredevil, number 600, with a really cool uh, Alex Ross variant cover. So look out for that one. We have Invincible Iron Man, number 598. We have Jessica Jones, number 18. We have Legion, number 3. We have Lockjaw, number 2. We have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 29. We have Moon Knight, number 193. We have Old Man Hawkeye, number 3. We have... Old Man Logan, number thirty seven. <laughs> <laughs> we have Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, number three hundred two. We have Spider-Man cross Deadpool, number thirty. We have Star Wars Doctor Afra, number eighteen. For you fucking nerds. Well uh, you want to get wide? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have I'm ben, ben Swallow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have the despicable deadpool number 297 we have we have x-men blue number 24 and that wraps up marvel from idw publishing we have g.i joe versus the six million dollar man number two <laughs> we can build her
1: <laughs> it'll make her it better stronger <laughs> But I don't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next up, we have GI Joe, a real American hero, number two fifty.
1: America,
0: you know what? How that ends? <laughs> <laughs> don't deny it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, one day I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have goosebumps. Download and die, number one. We have Gem. No, we don't.
1: I know I don't
0: (laughs) we have Kid Lobotomy number 6 we have My Little Pony Legends of Magic number 12 how is there one of these every week we have Star Wars Adventures number 8 we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 80 Ooh. we have The Crow Memento Mori number 1 Holy shit. The crow's back.
1: Again. My man. (laughs) No. Starring. No. Starring. (laughs) Starring. My man.
0: (laughs) It hurts. (laughs) Don't you hate on Jason Momoa. He'll be the crow and he'll rock it. All right. All uh, right.
1: Yeah, right after he's done being Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> My man. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Dressed as a crew. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Next up, we have the highest house, number two. Uh we have the Transformers versus the Visionaries, number four. We have Weird Love, number twenty three. And that wraps up IDW. From Dynamite, we have A Game of Thrones, A Clash of Kings, number nine. We have BSG versus BSG, Battlestar Galactica. Beats, Bears, Battlestar Galactica. Ooh. Number three. Office reference. We have Kiss, Cross the Army of Darkness, number two. Uh, Love God. (laughs) Want to rock and roll all night
1: and part of every day.
0: (laughs) Next up, we have so many variants from this company. My Uh, God, uh, we have Sheena number seven,
1: sweet salty jungle boobs, jungle boobs,
0: and it's just
1: jungle boobs.
0: That wraps up Dynamite from Image Comics. We have Black Magic number eleven. Ooh. We have Cyberforce, number one. Urgh. We have Days of Hate, number three. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> we have Hack and Slash, Resurrection, number six. Urgh. We have Hit Girl, number two. <laughs> All right. We have Manifest Destiny, number
1: 34. Aw.
0: Hey, I like this book. Uh, d- d-
1: yeah, there might be a certain group of people who don't. <laughs>
0: It's a fantasy book. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: For those of you unfamiliar, Manifest Destiny is basically Lewis and Clark, but instead of reality, they're in like a fantasy world and they're explan- exploring this kind of fantasy frontier. So it's like fa- fantasy creatures and people and you know all sorts of different weird things.
1: Uh, yeah, final countdown till. Uh... Fantasy Trail of Tears.
0: <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Pretty sure Lewis and Clark didn't do that. Pretty sure that was Andrew Jackson's dick ass. After the Supreme Court told him, no, no. Andrew Jackson literally said, he made his ruling. Now let him enforce it. And said, it went off and just fucked over a ton of people and killed a bunch of people. Andrew Jackson was nuts, man. People don't realize. That man was insane. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have Redneck, number 11. We have Saga, number 50. Still going strong. We have The Beef, (laughs) number two. Oh, my God. Hot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know what it's about, but I'm intrigued.
1: American woman. It's
0: like a Hardee's commercial. Feed me
1: that beef. (laughs)
0: We have The Dying and the Dead, number eight. And we have Void Trip, number five.
1: That book needs to die.
0: Eh, it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't my taste. <sighs> From Boom Studios, we have Abbott, number three. We have Adventure Time, BMO, Bonanza, number one. BMO. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I stopped.
0: We have Labyrinth Coronation number two.
1: Ooh. We All have you a David Bowie fans.
0: <laughs> dance. dance. Dance, magic dance. We have Lucas Stand, Inner Demons number two. We have Lumberjanes number 48. Lumberjanes. We have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 25. It's a Morphin' Time. Mastodon. Ebola. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We have Rugrats, number six.
1: (laughs) 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 Ebola? Really? God damn.
0: (laughs) I did nothing. (coughs) Oh, right. We have the Planet of the Apes, Ursus, number three. From Titan Books, we have Elyssic, Fall, number two. Classic. We have Bloodborne, number two. Oh, shit. For the blood. Of the blood. Factory, number one. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season 11. Guiles, number two. We have Hungry Ghost, number three, which is the Anthony Bourdain book. It's pretty cool. Ooh. We have, from Vertigo, we have Imaginary Fiends, number five. We have Motherlands, number three. And that is everything coming to your local comic book shops. Please support your local comic book shops. And digital devices this week. (laughs) Now it's time to hand out the prestigious, nay, life-changing award of cover and variant cover of the week. Ooh. This week, we got some good ones. First up, from Marvel Comics, we have Damnation, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider number one. Ooh. Cover by Clayton Crane.
1: It's been a oh, This isn't his first time doing Johnny Blaze, but man, is his signature just so metal.
0: This one brings out like the hardcore 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 middle schooler in me. I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. I want that as my folder, and I want that as a poster on my wall. so hardcore. It's so cool.
1: Oh, my God. It's so cool. He's riding a motorcycle, and his head's on fire, and he's got spikes.
0: But it's also really good. (laughs) Artistically, it's really great. Uh, It's obviously a tie-in to what's going on in the book. Read this book. Yes. Read Doctor Strange Damnation and the tie-ins. For the Um, love of God, read this book. It's really great. Oh. And it keeps getting... Even greater with every issue, um, but yeah, this cover's awesome. This cover just has an awesome use of color. I'm sure there's some digital enhancement there, but there's you know paints basically for for everything there, and it's just awesome. There's nothing. Ghost Rider is one of the coolest looking characters. Period. It, yes, uh, I don't care which version it is. Ghost Rider is cool, it, and yes. you cannot convince me otherwise, even if you are starred by Nick Cage <laughs> <laughs> but that being said no one's ever gonna let that go Ghost Rider looks awesome and this e- cover looks awesome it's well drawn well executed and it stands out really well so I'm looking forward to picking up this book and I hope you are too yeah also just just to be clear Ghost Rider in the movies looks
1: awesome every single second when he doesn't look like Nicolas Cage <laughs> You remember that scene from the second one? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> where he's, he's like just, semi-morphed. He's like starting to like slowly go bony.
0: And he just looks like normal Nick Cage like, yeah, going crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, Yes, I do remember that. It <laughs> still kind of haunts my nightmares. I love you, Nick Cage. Never change. Uh, never stop, never stoppin'.
0: Uh, But once again, big congratulations to Clayton Crane for winning the coveted award. Of comic cover of the week. Oh, yes. Now for the variant cover of the week. It goes to Titan Books Bloodborne number two. Keeping consistent with our gothic, oh, <laughs> hardcore <yeah>. middle schooler. <laughs> it's so dark. That's so metal aesthetic. Um,
1: it, we went from dark and metal to like very gothic, uh, Lovecraftian nastiness
0: yeah this cover is done by uh peter kowalski and it just looks awesome it looks killer now if, if you're familiar with the bloodborne video game and the aesthetic and the art uh, it already looks cool it's really hard to mess it up unless you change it right he succeeded in adding a little bit more to it without changing it and um i think it's just great there's like little little bits and pieces hidden in the the artwork there it it kind of reminds me of like a really dark like fairy tale almost like the artwork you'd see in that sort of book yeah Um, but yeah it's awesome i love maybe my (laughs) maybe my perspective is being altered a little bit because i love bloodborne uh and i love the game and i love the world and i love the art direction for it oh yeah but I feel like this is a very, very solid, really great variant cover, and I would love to hang this and have it autographed and just display it for everybody to see.
1: Yeah, this is the kind of cover that I would expect on a best-selling novel. Yeah. I mean, it's, look at this. It's really
0: great. Oh, my God. Very spooky, very dark, very keeping in with the whole otherworldly bloodborne aesthetic. Um, so, if you're looking out for a cool cover to pick up, that's probably the one to pick up because it's fucking awesome. So,
1: and also Fear the Old Blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, big congratulations to Peter Kowalski for winning the lauded Variant cover of the week award from Hit the Books Podcast. And once again, congratulations to Clayton Crane for winning the regular cover of the week from Hit the Books Podcast. Oh, yeah. And if you want to know if the content matched the drapes for these two awesome covers, be sure to tune in next week.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: A little hyped up tonight. Too much caffeine. We do the show late into the night.
1: Yeah, we do. Sometimes
0: I just need a caffeine boost. Sometimes I go a little too far.
1: (laughs) Or maybe not far enough.
0: For our new friends out there, this is the part of the show where we each discuss the topic of our choosing about the world of comic books. Emery, what is your topic? So,
1: very recently, within the last few days, any of you who own a copy of Injustice 2 probably noticed that there was an update that was added recently to your game, especially if you sprung for the Season Pass DLC.
0: More Injustice?
1: More Injustice. Uh, More Injustice 2. We've got the Legendary Edition now.
0: And that includes?
1: (laughs) Uh, That includes a new level cap okay, and the augment system. The augment system is a very new addition. There isn't really anything else like this in this entire game. And I want to do more research on it, but from what I could tell so far, there are cosmetic items that you could add that uh, in certain modes boost your stats. Uh, I have also seen things that either restrict the the type of items that you get, and I think that just happens to be just the the tip of the iceberg as what we've seen in this latest edition. Uh, Also added to that is a every single character has another set of equipment or like a a new set of equipment on top of what you could already earn that you can that has just now been added to the game for you to earn however you choose
0: interesting now is this paid content
1: uh, uh well for the things that you can equip is gear that is all content that is already in the game you do not have to pay for that at all Uh, the way that works is uh, there is items that you can earn after every match and there are items that you can get by opening mother boxes
0: well i mean specifically this update material
1: oh this update material is it's a free update Like, every single copy of Injustice 2 has the new level cap and the augment system now. Okay. Uh, I think there is one other thing that is purchasable now. Uh, There is a feature in the game where because the augment, not the augment, because the gear system allows you so many different uh, equipment variations that changes the look of the character, uh, there were these items that you would use to transform your gear from one look to a different look while keeping the same stats and whatnot. Uh, That has now been made into something where you just do it as a one-time purchase and you then are able to infinitely transform your gear into whichever look you feel like changing it into at that point.
0: Okay. Now, for me, and this is just as a competitive fighting fan, I love the first Injustice. I, I still play it. it like, it's a, still good. On a weekly basis. Um, I love the comic for the original Injustice. It was really great. Um... Injustice 2, I haven't read the comic for it, and the game, even though I've heard the story is really good and solid, and the graphics look great, and the systems look really refined, that whole gear aesthetic just really alienates me as a fan because we played it together, and you really are using these augments and this armor and stuff to gain advantages in the game, and I think that's really kind of running up against what the competitive style of these games should be. Um, I I don't, I hate that they're adding even more stuff that you can buy, especially that not only gives you aesthetic changes, like aesthetic changes. I'm all for, if you want to be able to buy these things to customize your characters or whatever, that's great. That's fun. And if the aesthetics have some kind of stat boosts in the non multiplayer areas of the game, great you know in the story mode or the challenge modes or whatever that's great but i don't like it in competitive play and i think it, it breaks what is otherwise a really awesome system and so i just i keep waiting for sales and then i don't have money when the sales come and then i'm like well it's not that big a deal cuz quite honestly i'm just afraid of playing this game again you know <laughs> just because it's i don't like that aesthetic i hate i hate games that do that where they they make it so they encourage you to augment yourself uh excessively to gain like a disproportionate advantage you know in these games in, in shooters it's like maybe they give you like a kill streak or something you know but it you have to get that many kills to actually use it so it's still kind of a fair system you know yeah uh, whereas In these fighting games, you can have twice as much health as the other guy, and he can be whooping your ass the entire match, (laughs) but it won't matter because you have an extra health bar to fucking whoop his ass with, you know, and extra (laughs) defensive stats and whatever, you know. And so you literally can pay to win in a way, you know, if you have a base level of skill, you can buy all these extra augments and, you know, armor sets and whatever else and equip them and have your particular stat boost. Uh,
1: The only part that you would actually be paying for is the the cosmetic stuff all of the
0: well you just said the augments got that got added add stats right
1: uh the augments do add stats but that is a free thing
0: it's it's, it's still (laughs) game breaking Uh, i don't like it
1: now this actually brings up the question Is there such a thing as too much of a good thing? No. No?
0: No. Whether you Uh, choose to ingest that good thing is your choice. (laughs) It being available is not an issue. (laughs) In fact, I wish the original Injustice had gotten so much support. Uh, They basically uh, got one uh, round of DLC and then it was gone. uh, Yeah. And one of that DLC thing was fucking... Scorpion. Woo. Woo. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Um, about that. Uh, from the way that this game looks, uh, had that game garnered more support, it probably would look like what Injustice 2 looks like now. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I would say that they're actually is such a thing as too much of a good thing purely based on the nature of our consumerism towards things like this it is very easy to want to get your money's worth as it were Uh, now there are ways of increasing that value which would be Increasing the quality, making sure that the product that you got was, like, above the standards, like, triple A, like, the absolute best that you could possibly buy for the amount of money that you spent on this thing. Yeah. And then there's just adding more to it. Like, from what I've seen and all of the things that you could do in gameplay in order to earn all of the other things that you want like there's and this is another thing uh, this, this game has apart from the regular multiverse where you can just uh, grind out ladder matches and get all of the the gear that you want uh, oh that's
0: another thing i don't like that you can can make the cpu go and <laughs> farm materials for you and outfits and armor and stuff uh, oh yeah that's you, you... super dumb and gross and it's just an excuse for them to boost their stats on playtime <laughs> like well i it, hate it well, i hate it all well there's that it's so
1: gross but th- that was Basically a response to them knowing exactly what it would be like for them to play manually every single round of that game. You know how
0: you fix that? You get rid of the lottery system. Where you're getting these mother boxes that just have random shit in them? <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. You don't need to do that. <laughs> They're just trying to copy the successful models of all these like you know free to play games, and it's just, I, don't, uh, I don't like anything about it. Well, anything?
1: Well, yeah, uh, th- there is definitely something to be said about them trying to, and, and that's the kind of the core issue of them, uh, basically adding and tacking on more to this game than there ever really needed to be. Uh, I personally have no problem with the gear system. I personally like crafting different looks for all of my characters.
0: I don't have issues with that. (laughs) My issues is
1: with the stats is like the
0: system that they award you with the items (laughs) that you can literally just leave your ps4 on and have the cpu go through all these fucking rounds the the point of the game is to get good at using the characters to earn (laughs) the stuff and play the matches to earn the stuff that's that's the fun of the game it's not fun if you're sitting there just letting the cpu work for you <laughs> and just hoping that one of your stupid motherbox loot crates have what you want in them it's, it's a terrible idea and i hate it <laughs> it's just gross and it's just reinforcing the new age of social media and social gaming and all these things where yeah we'll just let it do its own thing and we'll hope you know that my gamble works out and that I get the thing I want, and then I'll set it up again and I'll walk away and just run up the fucking electric bill and just boost this company's stats. You know, it just no, it annoys me. It's, it's... Well, uh, y- y-
1: yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. And, Do you? And, and, and well, yes, I uh, I own the game. I I know firsthand what it's like. Just basically. Uh, creating and... and We're going to reward you for not playing the fucking game. That's, <laughs> uh, that's dumb. <laughs> Th- this is... Uh, and don't get me wrong. I am all for having options when it comes to how you... <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> how, how you choose to implement uh, strategy and gameplay in the game. Like, for instance... Basically, in order to like finely tune the AI system, you have to know exactly how many points you want to put into one type of action, of which there are six. Um, usually, I just max out the combo thing and distribute the other points like however the fuck I feel uh, would best benefit the character, and then I just let them grind out all the all the items that I want, and then I go and practice
0: nothing that you're saying is making me like this game anymore <laughs>
1: with that said i feel like there is something like in in agreeance with what you've said there is something about doing that that detracts from the core concept of a fighting game and that is to get good.
0: Word. <laughs> <laughs> and but no, it's just I I love the Mortal Kombat games, specifically the last two, which have been really great. Um I love the the Injustice game. It was out of the whole Nether Realm group. That was probably my favorite. Yeah. And this one, it has awesome graphics that I wanted. It has a great cast of characters. From what I hear, it has a great story. I don't know yet, because I don't want to spoil it for myself. Right. But I, I get the general gist yeah. of what's going on there. Um, it looks fun and exciting and thrilling, and the mechanics look just as solid, if not more solid, uh, than before. But it's just all this extra stuff that they keep, you know, Tacking reinforcing on. with this whole lottery item system and the the farming of materials using the cpu and just not actually playing the game to get <laughs> rewarded you know it's <laughs> i it's like the old mortal Kombat ladders you you'd go and do these ladders and get some kind of reward or some kind of backstory snippet or something as a reward and then you'd go use those coins in something like the crypt or something else oh to, god to unlock crypt. to unlock more characters oh. or some fan <laughs> art or some costumes Uh, You know, they could do a very similar thing here, you know, but (laughs) instead we get this stupid lottery box system, which is, I get it to the gambler. It's a great thing. It's (laughs) like, oh, yeah, keep rolling those slot machines.
1: (laughs) Oh, big money, big money. No way. No way. Stop. (laughs) Give
0: me those sevens. Oh, but in reality, it's just reinforcing kind of a gross culture. And I don't, you know. Yeah. I I think these updates are just kind of feeding into that even more and more. Yeah.
1: there, there was another thing that you mentioned that uh, I thought I would address as well. Uh, the concept of basically adding longevity to a game so as to boost the stats of that company insofar as that game is concerned online. That, which is specifically most prevalent in Steam, is yeah that's not good no. that that is not a good practice like no. that i mean that, we saw that should be based poor, on the yeah. like core gameplay alone and not the enticing people to play the game solely so that they can craft and that's what this game is this is basically crafting the character you want
0: yeah so i mean again i don't have an issue with that if it's you know on your story mode or whatever it's like an rpg thing but when it's in competitive play which is the primary market for a fighting game yeah that's where it just feels really excessively gross and like you're literally farming your cpu and farming your electric bill and giving them positive stats that they can put out to all their press and their you know stockholders you know just yeah. so that you can get these stupid gears and not actually play the game. <laughs> just the point of any game is to play it. I just I don't like anything about that, and it really roves me the wrong way. Even though I want to play it because of the great graphics and the great voice acting and the great story. and
1: just, it, The faces are so real. Oh, my God.
0: Just, it's just so frustrating. It's <laughs> so frustrating. It, it
1: looks like y- you have quite the hurdle to get over in order to it's a, get past... It's a strong like, moral hurdle, yeah. Y- yeah. I
0: might have to rent it or something. Maybe that'll be a way I can... Yeah, soften you up a little bit. It, or maybe, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's... I mean, I think that the question still remains... Like, at what point do we uh, say that enough is enough was like in not so far as like nah like you've crossed a line and i don't want to buy this game that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like at what point do we say that we have enough of this game and we don't need more in this game
0: now now is that enough (laughs) is that what you're looking for um Uh, i don't have like i i don't uh, have issues with games get just continually getting content because it keeps people interested and it gets them back in the press from time to time and people can like return (laughs) to the game and it makes sure that the game lobbies don't die uh, you know and And this this is definitely one approach to it i like watching these games and evo and stuff like that so i mean I don't have any problems with sustaining a game, but I, I just feel like it's gross when it, all it's doing is incentivizing you to participate in this lottery system and, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that is probably the big thing <laughs> yeah. that uh, you are going to realize going into this game is that a lot of it is lottery. And a lot of the time that I spend playing that game I am, honestly. (laughs) Playing it. I I play that game. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you give me that look. (laughs) So
0: I remember when you were showing it to me, you spent half the time letting the CPU play for you (laughs) so you could earn some turtle items. Uh, Yes, I I did do that (laughs) once.
1: That is something that I like to do while doing other things. With that said... uh, (laughs) There is, uh, and I'm going to admit this, there is a lot of that game that I spend just hoping I get the item that I want.
0: Which begs the question, sorry I got my mouth full, didn't (laughs) expect to come up with a question right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's cool.
0: What are you going to do when you get it? Is it going to be like that South Park episode where they're all playing World of Warcraft just to get rid of this one asshole who keeps killing them? <laughs> and, then and then they finally th- do. Then after all of that time, you sit down, what do we do now? They go, we play the game. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel like you're going to be once you have all the little aesthetic items you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean... What do I do now? play the game it's like uh is that what i want to do am i sure but what are you playing for anymore (laughs) because you just let the cpu get the reward for you there's no point to play the game now i i mean and
1: this is going to go into like online That, that is exactly the entire reason for crafting my own image of what I think my Green Arrow should Stats look like. Are
0: us. <laughs> With your hipster mustache now, uh, uh, your uh, wax uh, mustache uh, item, right? <laughs> God your damn stat it! boost. <laughs> 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 Didn't know wax had such a great effect. Yeah,
1: yeah, it made it aerodynamic. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I went there.
0: I went there. Oh, no. <laughs> Reconstruction. Oh, no. I think that's a perfect spot to transition to the next topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> About as smooth a transition as we can get.
0: Now, my topic is uh, it's a little out there. If you could steal any character from a comic book company and insert it into another comic book world, who would it be, where would they go, and why? Now, this is a question I've entertained a few times, and I'm, I've sometimes thought of things I'm like, eh, that would be kind of cool, but it's more of like a crossover thing. Yeah. But I mean, you take all the canon, all the backstory, all the stuff, you completely strip it, put it in the new universe, they're there permanently. Say, DC comes over and says... I like that Ghost Rider. Not really using him. Can we have him? And Marvel's like, yeah, sure, for $6 billion. <laughs> and DC snorts a line of Coke and goes, the lightning! Let's do it! <laughs> Deal! And then they make a terrible CG movie out of it.
1: Ooh! Um, terrible third act CG movie out of it. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> but... um. I feel like there's a lot of potential for great stories that could come from some kind of purchase or you know trade <laughs> of uh, yeah. that nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the ones that come up to my mind are kind of uh, more of a smaller companies like Dark Horse. Mm. I feel like Dark Horse could really benefit if they bought some of the Vertigo titles like Constantine. I feel like Constantine and like Hellboy going at it, like
1: Ooh. that could be really
0: a really cool dynamic, and you could have yeah. Rasputin and Constantine going at it. You know, <laughs> I feel like there's so much potential for those characters. Um, yeah, definitely. Another one, I, I you could kind of do it with Doctor Strange, but I feel like Doctor Strange is a little too corny for <laughs> the Hellboy world. Um, but I feel like um, uh, Swamp Thing and Man Thing. Both of them could probably get swept into that and anything having to do with kind of the green and the red, you know, animal man being the red and the green. And I feel like if you took all of that stuff, which originated in Vertigo and you just put it in like the dark horse world, it Mm. would like it would merge really well and really cleanly. And you could have some really cool dynamics with a, a lot of those groups.
1: Ah, interesting.
0: Now, uh, Some people might wonder, you know, why don't you want to put Hellboy and put him into the DC universe or the Marvel universe and have them have their supernatural shenanigans? Yeah. Well, the reason is because I always find it really kind of goofy when the supernatural stuff crosses over with the regular <laughs> Marvel stuff or the regular DC stuff. Like, yeah. Even though there's good content that comes out of it, it always feels a little like goofy and unnecessary when Constantine and Batman have a crossover, you know, <laughs> or Swamp Thing is next to Superman doing something. Like it just, right? It just feels like out of place, and it just it doesn't feel right. And I feel like they would be more at home in like a common horror aesthetic with Ape Sapien and Hellboy and those sorts of, ga- you know, characters and creatures.
1: Constantine would definitely fit very well in the Hellboy
0: universe. Yeah.
1: Wow. Especially oh with God. that snark. Yo, the yeah. The snark. Oh, it'd
0: be so good. Oh. <laughs> oh Dark Horse, you need to get on this.
1: Oh, my God. That'd be like <laughs> the comic book Tango and Cash that I've always dreamed of. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would say... I would want the Imaginary Fiends characters.
0: Wow, very recent.
1: Put into the Spawn
0: universe. Okay, okay. Explain.
1: Now, this would be the kind of thing that would more or less tie into the uh, the two detectives that are v- very prevalent for the the first large bit of spawn a salmon twitch um, imagine for a moment these two stumble upon a very odd case an odd case of like something weird like people wearing cat masks like randomly attacking people <laughs> <laughs> or uh, for the mother <laughs> Uh, Or just, like, very weird, unexplainable shit that they would normally attribute to something related to this ghost in Rat Alley just, like, (laughs) randomly fucking shit up all over town. (laughs) But somehow it's not related. This is a different MO. There's, like, something else going on here. Mm -hmm. And then you bring in the FBI agent and their special agent who's actually the one with the imaginary fiend, if you will. Um, and then having those characters interact with a villain that would normally belong in imaginary fiends, but then having that effect part of spawns world and then having someone like spawn showing up and dealing with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: Oh my god!
1: This would be the kind of thing that would be, I would think, would make well for like a huge like event.
0: Yeah, I have another big one.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: I think you're gonna like this one. I would love it if Marvel could acquire the rights and the whole canon and backstory for Static Shock (gasps) and make him an X Men.
1: Oh my God! Yes, isn't that a... sign me the fuck up?
0: That is a match made in heaven. Like oh. it's so obvious because oh, DC God. does squat and shit with this character. And, and
1: absolutely nothing. They do nothing with him. When
0: they do make the kind of flaccid, half-assed attempt, <laughs> it's terrible because like put like t- terrible rushed art on it, and the story doesn't make sense, and the writing's like really random. Because again, they're stretching people too thin on terrible deadlines, and just yeah, um. But oh Static Shock has so much potential to be an awesome character. I mean, X-Men already has the kind of aesthetic of young and youthful and kind of snarky and fun. And his powers fit perfectly because I'm, yes. p- I'm pretty sure there isn't like a big headliner electricity X-Men yet, as far as I can remember.
1: Uh, Storm, but she, she, she's, she's that's the weather. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's the weather, so she gets Like, electricity is just a part of it. Yeah. But, like, to main on electricity and lightning and, ooh, oh, my God, yes.
0: And ride (laughs) on sewer grates and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Static Shock would fit perfectly with the X-Men, and I feel like Marvel is the type of company that could do Static Shock well. Yeah. Uh, Whereas DC is a little... They take themselves a little too seriously sometimes, and they don't really execute very well in the comic form. Right, uh, but the yeah.
1: cartoon was a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's because of the cartoon that we just we want him back. There's so much you could do with that character.
0: Fun fact for you: same guy who voiced John Stewart on the Justice League, Phil Lamar. Yeah, he also voiced Static Shock. Oh my
1: god, and yeah.
0: There's an episode where they cross over and they're like shouting at each other. <laughs> like that must have been really weird to do in the studio. <laughs> it's like uh, uh <laughs> I, okay, sound like a teenager. All right, okay, so Okay, guys.
1: <laughs> all right, now sound like you just finally got out of active duty.
2: Beefcake. <laughs> I'm John Stewart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I feel like
0: that would be a perfect fit. I don't I I mean, if you're familiar with the character at all, like I feel like it'd be very commonsensical. Like I could see Static Shock with the X-Men with Spider Man, like Oh, those, Static Shock the, and Spider Man. Holy groups would be shit awesome. boy. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so just throwing those ones out there.
1: That is a really, really good one. Yeah. Um I'm going to throw one out there that Honestly, I think they just need to commit to. I think DC needs to get the rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: There have been a lot of crossovers of late. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yes, yes.
0: How are they going to handle... I mean, (laughs) to be fair, they have a lot of ridiculous stuff already. Yes, they do. (laughs) I don't know how it would fit aesthetically, because I feel like the Turtles are more like fun and, I don't know. There, there have been dark versions, but, like, I feel like generally they're kind of fun and lively, more maybe towards the Marvel side. But
1: It's funny you should mention that. There's actually a CG cartoon that has been around for a while. I don't know if they're still making seasons, but mm-hmm. this is a type of show that actually managed to blend some of the more serious tones from, like, the original comics and blend it into the kind of fun, lighthearted approach to it, and I think if there's anything that DC Comics kind of needs, it's to maybe lighten up a little bit, and these would be the group... (laughs) To lighten it up a little bit.
0: So we're going to take away static shock and we're going to give them turtles <laughs> and say lighten up. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yes.
1: that that is, that is what I'm going with. Uh, this is basically another set of ninjas in the DC universe or interacting with the DC universe so as to make it so that we can see that th- Batman... And his ever-growing family of people who love, like, kids who kind of grew up to kind of look like him. Uh, these are not the only ninjas. The League of Assassins are not the only ninjas in this world. Like, I, I think that uh, there are a lot of villains that could maybe, or probably maybe have, taken cue or two from Shredder. And it's like, there's Shredder, there's Krang, there's the Foot Clan, there's the Purple Dragons, and then we can get into some silly Guardians of the Galaxy-esque bullshit, where we have characters like the Triceratons, and uh,
0: going to Dimension X. Well, we already know the Trinity likes to punch dinosaurs in the face, so perfect fit not much of a stretch (laughs) I
1: mean we're already halfway there come on let's just uh, (laughs) let's just make it Facebook official (laughs) Uh, a more serious approach to that question something that I would pluck out of like a corner of another universe and put it in one where
0: I think it fits better Witchblade. I think Witchblade would fit perfectly with like a Vertigo group, which is DC I think, proper, but you know.
1: I think that's where it belongs. Yeah. Either that or... The modern version. Yes. Not
0: the former version. <laughs> former version, perfectly fine, that image.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, or I would actually probably
0: campaign
1: for uh, Witchblade and there's a book that was also kind of loosely related to that called The Darkness which i would like for them to do a
0: i believe a think i love
1: different darkness different darkness damn this this one is way more edge lord if you will uh
0: less furry purple monster thing
1: Uh, Less that and more tiny little goblins that you can only summon as long as you never, ever actually procreate. (laughs) Once you procreate, you die. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Witchblade and the darkness, which uh, in their earlier incarnations, outwardly they looked aesthetically very similar. Uh, These are two characters that I always wanted to be brought into. Again, going back to Spawn's image title, that world proper has a lot that I think would blend very well into what's been established as Witchblade lore at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'd be a really good fit there. Um, Are there any other big ones that really stand out to you? think it really hit on i mean there's one we haven't touched but i think would be pretty obvious spawn and uh hellboy put together in the same universe oh sweet uh, we, the I world d- couldn't handle it <laughs> i think spawn just moving completely over to dark horse would be great if todd McFarlane didn't own it <laughs> and also own image so
1: oh yeah oh
0: that'd be uh, a that'd be a hard purchase to to follow through on but i think they would be perfect for each other
1: invincible
0: invincible is a good one
1: Invincible. where would you
0: send it though
1: because
0: there's a lot of dead people on that book <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like marvel and dc are not big fans of dead people unless they're replacing them with a different version of the same uh,
1: yeah maybe. about that uh, this would be a type of title that I would relegate to Marvel's, like, max line. Okay. And like Kind of like what they had for The Punisher, where things were real dark, real gory, real gritty. I would put them, the entire cast of Invincible, into a max line. One... For it's the pretty
0: sake... hardcore, even for Invincible.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think Invincible would actually benefit from it. Th- that book really doesn't need much of anything except for just uh basically more name recognition. Yeah. Honestly. Um I would actually be fine with um invincible going to not vertigo. Um, ooh. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, uh, I think it's, is it the same company? <laughs>
1: uh, i uh, maybe pr- not. Uh, pretty sure. Maybe not. It's no, I, they're um, IDW. Right? Yeah. Ninja Turtles is IDW. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- that would be an interesting crossover.
0: I got something to propose. the The company that has such a large amount of content coming out every week, Valiant. Oh my god, they don't mind killing superheroes. I feel like Invincible would fit very well plus like the characters kind of look like a lot of Valiant characters like Exo Manowar kind of has the same color scheme as the main character and stuff like yeah they do I I think they would fit pretty well if they went to Valiant
1: yeah interesting I could see it yeah
0: well if you have any ideas that you would like to throw our way and maybe we'll mention on the next episode if we like it enough go ahead and Send us a message in the comments. Yes. Send us a message on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you want, really.
1: Oh, yeah. There are lots of places where you could leave a response to this question. I'm sure
0: there's some good ones we missed.
1: Oh, I'm sure there are plenty.
0: Like, I feel like Punisher needs to go somewhere, but I can't really think of a good place to send him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really fit with the overall Marvel aesthetic, generally oh, speaking. God. And I feel like he would do better in some other comic world or brand, but I don't know what <laughs> what brand would suit him the best. He's a very unique character. It,
1: much like a discharged veteran. We don't know where to put him.
0: Oh.
2: Don't hurts. do that to me. It hurts. Don't do that to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well folks, that wraps up another mediocre edition of Hit the Books podcast. Mediocre. Thank you all for sticking with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to hit like and subscribe and follow us on your podcast services and social networks of choice we're on twitter at htb vids we're on facebook at forward slash hit the books our website is www.htb uh if you have any comments concerns or questions or interests in reviews or promotions you can always just email us at hit the books vids, vids, at gmail.com all one word uh, and please consider uh, contributing to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash hit the books, all one word. Um, that would go a long way to help us out and um, keep things flowing and keep things improving as time goes on. Uh, if you can't do so or you don't want to do so, that's perfectly fine. There's no obligation. But if you can and you would like to, we would really appreciate it. So oh yeah, send that out there. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. We're happy to have you on every episode and listening and watching on all of your services. We're, we'll try to get on SoundCloud in the near future. Again, it's very tedious because I have to <laughs> upload everything. Uh, n- new one, We're go- I'm going to start uploading all our stuff on Vimeo, uh, mm, but yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be a long process because I got to go through all the back episodes and download them from YouTube <laughs> <laughs> so I can have the file to put on Vimeo because we didn't have enough storage to keep all these three-hour episodes Um uh, I have the audio for all of them, but I don't have the the video for all of them, so... It's gonna be a little tedious. It's gonna take some time, but I'll get all that stuff on there. So look at, look for us on SoundCloud and Vimeo. And remember we have links to all of these things on our webpage at htbviz.com where you, you all you have to do is click the button. It's on the home page. And then if you'd like to see more content on the website, you can go to the menu and see all the previous covers and variant covers of the week and all that great stuff. Man, I've had a lot of caffeine. Yes, you have. I am so spiked right now. Oh man. Live Red wire. The lightning. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so much coke! Once again, I've been your host Chris Holcomb, and I'm Emory Saunders. Thank you for watching. See you next week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my ear popped. <laughs> oh my god! Mop, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> mop. <Ma. laughs> tinnitus Ma. is not a joke, Lana. <laughs> that is how you get tinnitus.